Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, examine, question, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Um, I'm excited today to have uh, my good friend, David Sutcliffe. I hope I can say good friend. Um, uh, he is a now a core energetics practitioner, but you might know him from the Gilmore Girls, Cracked. He's been on a lot of TV shows. Um, what was the... You were on a movie that another friend of mine was in as well about um, the lady that went and lived in Italy or under the Tuscan. Under the Tuscan. So it's so funny because I was watching. I'm like, I know Dave. I know Dan Bukatinsky. <laughs> so it's sort of, yeah. sort of funny. Anyway, um, welcome. I'm happy to be here. Great to be here. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing like this transition. Like you mm-hmm. might be getting out of acting a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I've um, officially retired. You officially retired. I announced it on my social media. Now, when you officially retire from acting, do you have to like fill out some paperwork? Do you get a plaque, or is there like <laughs> no? Immediately, my health care. I got it. Literally, I retire, <laughs> and then I started thinking, wait, what about my health care? And got a notice in the mail the next day. Oh no! That said, oh by the way, you didn't make enough money last year, uh, and we heard you're retiring. Yeah, and we heard you're retiring. <laughs> I was like, oh right, that's one thing that I forgot about. So oh, the SAG after health insurance. It's a good one. It's a good one. But now I'm in. I'm out of that, and got to deal with health care on my own. And so you've been – so now you're going into – you did – so you worked with Core Energetics, Radical Aliveness, mm-hmm. a somatic body-based therapy. Yeah. Um, you've led workshops. Um, is it – let's see. Artist – Warrior King. Artist King? Yeah. I got a uh, – uh, we do men's work. Yeah. But I'm doing all kinds of different workshops yeah. and just did – we just shot a pilot oh, for right, HBO right. documentary series. Uh, it's really about the work, uh, about a one-week or a, week, mm-hmm. a weekend group therapy retreat. So uh, they're putting that together now. We're waiting to hear about that. So there's that's there's exciting going on. Yeah, it's exciting. It really is. And what is so like, you know, I know background. We were joking a little bit that like when you were kids, you were into the sports and all that stuff. And then professional sports didn't happen. Um, was your mom excited that you wanted to be an actor or how did that happen? Yeah. Uh, well, I was in uh, at the University of Toronto playing basketball and uh, had an injury. And so I had to take the whole season off and I was living with a guy who was a playwright. And so I asked him, hey, man, you know, could I, I don't know, do the lights? I've got all this time now. I said, well, why don't you audition? And I did. And I loved it. I had a great time. Uh, with it. And it was very similar to sports. It's like you practice, that's the rehearsal. And then the game is the play. And so the routine of it felt good. And it was fun to be up on stage. And, you know, and then when I graduated university, there was really nothing else I wanted to do. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And then it, it worked out for me. It worked out. And what did you major in in college? That I mean, basketball or uh, <laughs> I mean, what was I major? I was an English literature major. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was in the field. I was interested in the arts. Okay, so you weren't like going to be a banker or uh, all that stuff, and um, and so like when growing up, what like did you pay for college? Were you on a scholarship, and did you have to like worry about all that? Well, they don't have athletic scholarships in Canada, but the universities are pretty cheap. So I had a small student loan when I graduated, <laughs> but I was able to pay it off in a couple of years. So now money really wasn't uh, an issue. In okay. terms of university, I know you know the kids right now are graduating with massive student lots of debt, debts. which yeah. seems insane to me. It's insane. Did your and did your mom support whatever you did? Was she excited you wanted to be an actor? Was she did she want you to be a banker she, or a teacher? My mom, no, she came to the first play that I was in and immediately told me 
that you've got it. You were great. Oh my God. You were amazing. You should do this. Like she was championing me from the beginning. Later I realized it was because I was living out her dreams, her longings of wanting to be an actress. She she literally only told me that a year ago. Well that well it's nice that you fulfilled her dream. I fulfilled my mother's dream and now I retired. And she's actually pretty disappointed that I retired. She's like, Oh, I'm going through this thing, you know, because it's nice when your kid's on TV. Because she's not sure if she'll perform again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well that's I mean and do you uh feel like she identifies you as my actor son or like is it a little bit a little less excited about radical aliveness practitioner son probably probably <laughs> true uh my mom lives in a small town in south dakota so okay. if you have a son who is on television right. then you have special status in right. your community with all your friends so uh i had to have a talk with her one time when i was there visiting because I, I didn't grow up there she remarried a man and moved there and i was like mom when I come, I, I'm not interested in you like parading me yeah, around, parading me around, and yeah. meeting all your friends. It doesn't feel good. So she got it. She, she my mom's actually super cool. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> look, look, yeah, on the yeah, leash and everything. Exactly. What, um, what do you remember your first like big paycheck when you got in the industry, or like, and it was like, oh, like they're paying me for this. Well, I was waiting tables through most of my twenties, mm-hmm. you know, making whatever $150 a night in tips. And I'd done a few acting jobs here and there, maybe, you know, 3000, 4000, 5000. That was probably the most that I'd ever made. Uh, and then I moved to New York and I got a pilot that shot on uh, CBS called Carly and they paid me forty thousand dollars and i remember the negotiation it was like they offered 30 and my agent's like no we're gonna hold out for 40 what are you crazy Um, you know but uh, yeah that was the start and i was you know i got used to it pretty quick i'll tell you that. yeah that's easy yeah yeah no Um, yeah but it was it was a shock to make that much money for a week's work that's all it was yeah Uh, it just completely blew me away so i immediately moved out to i was in new york at the time moved out to los angeles and went full bore into television what would you say um has been your your mantra around money and success and like like how do you operate i don't know that i know how i operate i think that's part of my problem with money um i haven't really spent a lot of time focusing on money or accumulating wealth i mean part of it is i don't have a family i don't have you know a wife or kids to take care of and I I live pretty free. I sort of do what I want. I spent a lot of time uh, as an actor saying no to projects. If I didn't really want to do something, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. Now, there's a financial cost to that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was willing to bear it. It's just a, yeah. a, a value system that I had. Uh, but now that I've turned 50, that's definitely changed. Yeah. So uh, I've been thinking a lot more about money and how to make it and how to accumulate it and how to invest and how to save and all of that. Not that I spent it frivolously. I didn't. I actually just bought time. Yeah. So there was, I would get some job and I'd work for a year and then I wouldn't work for, you know, I'd live off it and travel right. or create, you know, I made a documentary with the money that I made from acting. So, uh, but I never really, I don't know. I never really held on to it, which was exactly actually the way it was with my mother. Mm. And did you like, 
So you didn't go out and incorporate and do all those things? No, I did all that. Oh, you I did mean, do all I, that. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a good accountant and you know I incorporated and I had a business manager for a while. Okay. I'm, I'm actually not bad with money. I asked my business manager at one point. I'm like, am I? He's like, no, you're you're one of my easiest clients. Right. Like, I I don't spend a lot of money frivolously, but I, I what happens if I get in like if I want to do something, I just, and I have the money, I just do it. Right. So even my house, I, I bought this fixer. And and most of the decisions I made were economically sound and I ended mm-hmm. up selling the house at a profit. But I put a lot of money into it, probably because I wanted the project. It was fun. Right. You know, I wasn't really focused on the finances. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to lose money. Right. But I wasn't doing it just to make money. It was like I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how it's been, my relationship with money. And so far, it's kind of worked out. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in this transition now. I'm changing careers. And so it's been a couple of years where I haven't been making a lot of money. Uh, and that's been tough and that's been tricky, especially when it's been coming from one source for so long. And all of a sudden, I have to figure out another revenue source. And I made a lot of money when I was working in television. Now right. in this new career, it's like, can I make that kind of money right. or how am I going to do it? And because I, I, I did get accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and a yeah, certain, having sort of a certain nice amount of money. In. So I'm trying. That's the game I'm playing with myself now. How can I make a lot of money doing what it is that I'm doing? And how do you like I? And I, maybe I r- remember this wrong, but it seems like for a while you were taking a few trips on your bike, like you just get on the bike and go. And I'd always remember, why does he get to do that? Like, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'm, I got to do this and I've got a calendar and I have a schedule. And I mean, I thought that the other day. I'm like, I could take six months off and just freaking disappear. It would be so amazing. Uh, but you did that when it like I you do that called. all the time. Yeah. And what, yeah. Where, do you, where do you think that comes from? Like, and what gives you the, the courage or the whatever you want to call it? You know, I, the, I don't it's just the way I am. I don't even think about it. I don't think of it as courage or or I'm taking a risk. It's just I don't know, I'm just the way I'm hardwired, I guess. Yeah. Um I was uh, think I was thinking about that the other day and I I feel like I want to do less of that. I don't know that I will. Like right now I just you know, I'm moving to Idlewild. I just yeah. made a decision I want to live in the woods. Yeah. And so I'm going to go to Idlewild and you know, that presents challenges in terms of I mean, I I'll travel for workshops and all that stuff. Sure. But um, I just – that's kind of how I am. I just thought about it and then I went and found a place and mm-hmm. that's it. I, I rented the house and I'm moving to Idaho. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what I happens. mean I have an intention. I'm, gonna, I'm out there to do – I have some work. and be, I'm going to you know spend some time creating content uh, for, for this new career, building myself up, building my brand as right. they say. But I've always been a little bit spontaneous mm-hmm. and just kind of follow the flow and things tend to work out for me somehow right. in that way. So, you know, jobs come or money comes. Mm-hmm. Somehow it always works out. So I've developed a sense of trust. Yeah. Was there ever a time in the middle of all of this, like, oh, this television success is too much? I wished I had been a, a, a I don't know, a mechanic, or uh, I wished I had been a bank teller. I wished I had. No. Like or no, this is like this feel like this. I can feel into it. This is exactly where I need to be. Yeah, I never. I, I thought I might be a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in university. I mean, what else? You studying English literature? Like, what else I are mean, you going to do? Either do TV or yeah. you teach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. This is yeah. I've never had any regret, really, any regrets about uh, life choices that I made. I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I had a great time. 
uh, when I was working as an actor, you know, climbing the Hollywood mountain and I met a lot of interesting people, mm-hmm. had a lot of amazing experiences. So, um, and then you get to a certain point in life where you realize you can't do it all. Right. You know, um, but I still have a lot of time left to do yeah. interesting things. So I'm pretty, yeah, I'm generally feel happy and content with, uh, with all the choices I've made. Mm-hmm. What do you hate to spend money on? Clothes. Clothes? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, clothes are expensive. They are. And I, I, I have a small wardrobe. It's decent, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I don't like spending money on clothes, even though, you know, you go and buy a pair of jeans for $250. Okay. That seems like a lot of money for jeans to me. Yeah. You know, when I grew up, the jeans were $25, $30 mm-hmm. or whatever. And, but then you think, well, I'm going to wear these jeans for like, what, a year at least? And then mm. it's like you think about it like that. It's like, oh, okay. That's how I rationalize it So in my head. $20 for pants is my uh, – <laughs> like, I'm super – Really? I, really. I'm like, I will – yeah. Good I, for you. 200 bucks. I'm like, no, that's like 20 pair – that's 10 pair of jeans. That's probably why you got a lot of money in the bank. And I don't, Bob. <laughs> it's like I hate to spend money on clothes. I do too. Although I like nice clothes. I like sure. having a nice suit and all that. But uh, yeah. What else do I hate spending money on? I don't spend a lot of money, to be honest. I don't like, you know what? I recently, I don't like spending money going out. I mean, I used to go out a lot and eat mm-hmm. out a lot, mm-hmm. but um, it costs a lot of money. It does. And also, I don't know, I've become more, much more health conscious. I mean, I've always been, but, you know, even more so now. And so I just, I, I cook a lot and I save a lot of money eating at home. So now, like, I'm supposed to go out on Monday night. I'm just saying, I don't want to go out and spend, you know, Whatever, $100, $150 on a meal and wine and the whole thing. It's like, it's too much. Yeah. I, I probably eat most of my meals at home. I, and I bring my lunch to work for you. <laughs> That's the way to go. I'm just, I like to say I'm frugal. People would say I'm probably cheap, but I, I, I freaking you always, pay. were you always that way or did you develop that? I, you know what? It's, I, th- well, I sort of grew up, you know, my, my parents got divorced when I was like, 15 and I always felt like scarcity. So, I, you know, it was like, I, I feel really nice and secure if there's like a f- pantry full of food to last me six months. <laughs> People are like, I'm like, I, like, like you walk into my house. You're like, you, do you have a family of 20 living right. here? I'm like, no, but you never know. So I'm a, I'm weird in that way. Right, I, right. I just like, I get comforted by. Yeah. Well, well the opposite. I, I shop four days a week. I shop wow. the minimal amount that I need for like the next day or two. Oh my god! Yeah. No, I have storage bins, and I shop <laughs> like that's so funny. Um, what? Uh, how, how do you? How do you feel good about saving money? Like, is there like, hey, if if I can work a deal or like, you know, when you're when you're spending some money, whether mm-hmm. like you're buying a bike or whether oh. you're negotiating something, is there something like, man, if I could just do it this way? I'm not good with negotiation. No, it's not true. When I the, the most experience I have with negotiating is, um, you know, my acting contracts. Right. And so this isn't exactly, I think, an answer to your question. But um, I would always – I mean I knew what basically what other people were making and I knew where I was and what my level was at. And what I always did was like what is – I would determine a number and so I, like for me, yeah. what's my number and what do I feel like I'm worth and what it, what do I feel like – is going to be a number. If I walk on set, I'm going to feel content because if I feel resentment, right, that's not going to be a good thing. And I held to that number always in every negotiation and I always got it. And that was like a lesson for me. Like if you really 
believe in your worth right. and you hold on to it. And it wasn't being greedy. I, I you know, it was, right. it was a uh, comparative, but, uh, so that's like one of the things around money that I feel like pretty solid at, like asking for money or, or negotiating. But when it comes to, uh, if I'm selling something or I'm buying something like in a store, that's where I get, like, I have friends who, you know, they, they negotiate everything to yeah. get the price down, all that. I'm not, I'm not good at that. I are, wish I was. Are you the guy that uh, returns his food from the restaurant when it's not quite right? Or do you – like if somebody brings you a plate and ah, I don't like the noodles, is that going right back or – If they got it wrong, I'll send it back. Uh-huh. But if it's just I don't like it, I won't send it back unless I really, really don't like it and it's a very expensive restaurant. Okay. Yeah. And if you're with a group of if you're with a group of friends, do you like to split the bill equally, or do you like to uh, figure out that you didn't have the potato salad? And uh, I just say let's just all split it equally. You know, if somebody's not drinking, it's like put in you know whatever twenty bucks less. But I, I no, I'm not. I don't get caught up in that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty chill. Or I'll just pick it up if I like. If I'm working on if, days when I was just working on a TV show and everyone's sitting on their calculators trying to figure stuff out, I just throw my credit card down. Like, let's just, just, just get out of here. Just wrap it up. Yeah. It's yeah. not worth the time. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't nickel and dime it. What is something that you would nickel and dime for, or like, what is something you would put the time in for, like, um, like making something happen for yourself that might involve spending money? I think. Um, Buying a house or buying a car, mm-hmm. uh, I think you know. I, I well, I've only bought one house, but uh, I felt like I got a good price on it. In mm-hmm. fact, well, I bought the house and sold the house, and both times, like I felt like you know, I was working the real estate agent, and I wanted to bid lower than what he uh, thought was right, and he finally agreed to it, and we got it. Wow! And the same thing on the other side, right? You know, I was like, no, this house is worth this much. And so there was some, there's something in me where it's like, hey, maybe I have a decent instinct right. for yeah. money. So there's some, like those big purchases mm-hmm. like that, I feel like it's actually important somehow in the in the energy of it. Yeah. Like that it's a it's it's gotta be feel fair. Right. It's gotta feel right. You know, yeah. I don't want to rip anybody off. I right. mean, I you know, the Stephen Covey, seven uh it, it, what is his book? But th- it's got to be a win-win. Negotiation right. should be a win-win. So I don't want them feeling bad. I don't want to feel bad. But you do have to negotiate. I think mm, I should be a little tougher okay. in my negotiations. I could I could up it like twenty percent. Yeah, maybe thirty. Well, now when like, but would you go like the guy that said or the person? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just assuming it was a guy. How terrible! Sorry. Um, when they did the price and you said no, it's got to offer lower. Did you go? Like me, I'd probably go back and so I would be a little bit like, I told you. <laughs> I was right. No, no, I, no. I, you, I you didn't go back and go like, dude, hey. I, I was smug all on my own. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah. quietly smug. Quietly smug. I didn't, I didn't rub it in. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good feeling. That was actually – because I, I, I didn't grow up with money. Yeah. My mother wasn't good with money. We always had enough. I'm, we weren't poor, but you know, we were middle class, but there, there, there wasn't a lot extra. So, uh, and I was, I think, scared of people with money. I, I felt intimidated by them, and I just didn't feel like I was a person that that uh, had money, you know, right. and knew what to do with money. Those rich people seemed like a whole other thing to me. So when I started making money, I did, you know, I had a little bit of a imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. and I think I was afraid of it. I mean, even now, you know, we're talking about money blocks and all this. Yeah, there is this place where I have some resistance, like you know, when it's time for me to deal with my money. 
like sit down and go over my finances or whatever, I always get nervous. Like I'm scared. Or when my accountant calls, I get nervous. Like there's some, and I know that there's something in there that I have to figure out. Like I have to take full ownership of my finances and which is actually what I'm in the process of doing. I'm like spending a lot of time going over everything and making sure all the systems are in place. I know exactly how much I'm spending, how much I'm earning and really track it and look at it regularly and all of that because mm-hmm. I think it's important. Do you think that um, like are there any – like there's sort of that block of – Rich people are sort of yeah. – are there some other negative blocks that maybe you've let go of or that you remember having as as things started to come your way? Because you know, some people in Hollywood, things start going their way and they're like, oh, I need to get out because I don't deserve this. And other people are like, finally. So yeah, I asked myself that question You know, cause, because I said no a lot or there was all this time where I, I wasn't working. Is this some kind of resistance I have to success and money? But I, you know, the story that – comes to mind is I played on a baseball team where I grew up and uh, we were all, you know, we were city kids, right? right. Fathers worked at the factory and, um, and there was a prep school right down from where we used to practice Ridley. And they're all the rich kids and they walk by and all of these factory kids would like immediately start screaming at them. Like, wow. what's up boys? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. You know? And it right. was like that class rivalry so i always had and i was on their team right you know right so rich people were like assholes they were smug they were pretentious there was a lot of that which you know in this case was fucking true those right. kids were smug some of them were some yeah, of them for were sure. but um but i think you know you can carry that perception and then right. obviously you're gonna re- i don't want to be that so is there some way unconsciously that i resist making money or because I'm afraid that I'm going to become a, some smug asshole or I don't want to be associated with that. I think I think I definitely had some attachment to that um, that I think I'm, I'm working through. But there's still something going mm-hmm. on for me. Like I can feel that there's something that I need to figure out around money um, uh, to get to the to get to the next level. And I feel very determined to do it. Cool. Right so, so you don't like I know like it's interesting. I find when I work with people. Um, you know, they have a, a number that they're comfortable with. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe their comfort level is if I got 10000 in the bank, I'm good. So they can inherit $500,000 and they'll spend it till they get right back to the 10, right? Because I'm comfortable with 10000 in my bank account. Or other people are like, I'm comfortable with a million. Or some people are comfortable with 50 bucks. You're giving me weird eyes. So I'm like, no, it's, what? I'm like, it's making me think, what am I comfortable with? I, I might be the guy that gets 500000 and then gets it down to 10. Right. You know, uh, like I said, I like to buy time. Yeah. But I I want to change that. I'm yeah. but I am I mean there's a like I the amount of money, I think a lot about how much money I'd like to make. It's a high it's a very high number. It's, like I'm not afraid to to make it. To make it or to think about how much I could make. And part of that is because I I made some good money as right. an actor before, so I have some frame of reference. But uh, it's the holding on to it. It's the nurturing it. It's the investing it. It's the building of the wealth. Right. I've never really been interested in that before, but I am now. Right. Uh, and also it's it's a game to play. Like it's a right. puzzle to solve. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also like, okay, I can figure this out. I've figured a lot of other stuff out. Right. So let me let me figure this out. Yeah. You know, and because I think also having my, I, you know, that somebody said it's your moral imperative to make a lot of money. And I'm somebody hmm. that, that could, 
I, if I set my mind to it, I could make a lot of money. And um, because you can do good things with money. Absolutely. You know, you can do a lot of good things with money. And um, so that's also part of my thinking. Like, well, geez, if, you know, if I made a lot of money, especially at this point in my life and, and having it as I get older, there's a lot of good things I could do with it. Uh, you know, I could give it all away. I could build things yeah. for people. And, and that's definitely of interest uh, to me as well. Um, do you feel like hearing that moral imperative that you're supposed to make a lot of money? Do you do you really believe that? Or I mean, it, it's it's fun to make a lot of money, yeah, uh, for sure, yeah. Um, well, for me, I, I enjoy yeah. making money, yeah. Um, but I don't feel it's a moral imperative. I don't think, yeah. I don't know if it's a moral imperative, but I think, um, I think if you can create wealth and abundance, I think it's a good thing. I don't, I don't think it's anybody's. I don't think it's anybody's moral obligation, but um, but I like that framing mm -hmm. of it, yeah, because it gives it. It just gives it mm -hmm. a different. It's a different way of looking at it, right. And it was Grant Car Cardone, you know, that guy, mm -hmm. uh, he's all over social media. He's the one who said it. And it stuck in my head yeah. as a good way of thinking about it. Um, and so, you know, maybe I'm not thinking about it as a moral imperative exactly, but but that maybe maybe there's uh, – that I have actually a responsibility right. to make to, – to provide. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. For people who can't. Like, I've, I've been given a lot of gifts. Yeah. You know, and when you look around – you know, the, a lot of people, you know, they're struggling. They struggle. And um, so if you've been given these gifts, maybe there's a way that, you know, because I, I, you know, I don't have a family, but uh, but my paternal instincts are still there. Sure. So there's a way and I feel this sense of wanting to provide, wanting to give back. Uh, yeah. And so I think that's also part of what's motivating me. Yeah. No, it's well, it's interesting. I as you were saying that I'm thinking maybe I do think it's a moral imperative because I went to a. I went to a private college. I got there on scholarship. I was very fortunate, but most of the kids there were very wealthy. And I remember that first week, the dean of the college brought all the freshmen together and they were like, you have an obligation. Um, you have privilege and you have opportunities that other people don't have and you have an obligation to give back uh, to people that don't. And I, like everybody else is like, yeah, whatever. And I was like – I was taking notes and I was like, yeah, I'm really – I've been really fortunate. And so, yeah, maybe there is a little bit of – I mean, I think there is something about giving back and and uh, uh, passing it forward. There's a guy. There's a guy. I forget his name. He's on Twitter right now, and he's he's got this whole philanthropy enterprise, and he's tweeting it out, <clears throat> and he's you know he's giving away money on Twitter all over the place. It's cool, and it's it's awesome. And I'm watching these videos, and you're just thinking, this guy's you know he whatever he was very smart. He made a lot of money in his life. He's not that old a guy, and now he's giving tons of it away. Yeah. And I'm like, this is that's, – that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, good for him. How would you make your money? Do you, Investing in the stock market, um, just developing your, your new brand and the workshops or like how do you – like if you could jump 10 years in the future, the way I'm going to make my $25 million is – I want to sell things. Cool. I, I, I have a fascination with sales right now and the idea of creating products, whether they be physical products or digital products. And which I'm creating right now, and I can feel this excitement. It's like, wait, I can create something, and then, then I can sell it, and and it's just and there, and then people can click, and then it, it, that money can keep coming in. It becomes passive income, and I can feel this part of my myself where it's like, oh, if I could do, if I do that once, and it works, and maybe I have to fail a few times, I could imagine myself like, well, what's the next thing I could do? What's the next thing I could do? You know, because it's it's exciting uh, to to create something to build something that people want to pay for. 
Right. And, you know, hopefully is a good service, uh, you know, or, or whatever it is, product. So there's something about that that feels really exciting to me. Yeah. Say, and, and, the, and that the whole, you know, selling, like there's, there's an art to selling. I've been studying a lot about persuasion and um, I don't know. I'm just right now, I'm just interested in it and cracking yeah. that code. Yeah. And with all that wealth and the ability to give to people and, and, and do the things you want to do, um, what's like, what's the footprint you want to leave? That's a, well, that's a good question. Um, well, I mean, there's, it's funny cause there is something mm-hmm. that I, I, it's that I don't want to say. Yeah. Um, there's things that I want to build mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and leave behind. Mm-hmm. Um, that will hopefully be helpful and beneficial. Uh, it's related to the work that I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm also, you know, you turn 50, you start to think about your legacy and, right. you know, how do I want to be remembered? And, and so there are, there are things that I'm thinking about that are not that far off on the horizon, which is another reason why I'm focused on making money right now, because there's things that I want to build that I hope can be a real contribution. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I, as I was, as you were saying, I'm not sure I want to say those things and stuff. And I get the sense, um, not just with you, but with a lot of people. And I think with myself too, um, I think a lot of people want to have impact and I think a lot of people want to do good in the world. And there's a little bit of embarrassment of actually saying, I freaking want to have an impact. Yeah. Like, I want to have a positive yeah. impact in the world. And I actually really like, I actually care. Like there's it's something true. about that yeah. that people shame it's that. It's vulnerable. I think. It's super vulnerable. Yeah, it's vulnerable. Yeah, to say that I have something to contribute, I have something that I want to give. It's it's because you're open. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it's that's your 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 love coming through. That's right. your wanting to to care to give back. So it is it is vulnerable. It's certainly not. Uh, the thing that gets promoted at least daily no. in our in our culture. So yeah, it, it, it's true. It is it is vulnerable. Well, it is, and I think a lot of people don't know how to articulate that for themselves. So it's easier to take out other people and make fun of that or yeah. make it wrong or bad instead of saying, "Yeah, I want that too." Yeah, like I think we all want to connect. Yeah, right. I think we all. And maybe we don't, but I, that's my hope. That's my sense is that. Yeah. Like, well, since sincerity is not always cool, especially, you know, on social media and, and people who are really genuine and sincere. I mean, look at Kanye, you know, this guy, you know, I know he's whatever. What I don't know if he's, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but he's, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to build this. He right. goes nuts. And people, all they do is make fun of him. Right. And you're like, do you see what this guy is actually like? What he's, he's actually, actually doing? Stuff. Doing? He's, he's doing huge things in the world. Yeah, he's making billions with his shoes and all the rest of it. But he's building schools. He's doing all kinds of stuff, and people make fun of him. Like it, that, that sincerity that he has, right? And uh, and obviously, there's reasons to make fun of him. But uh, yeah, you go all in on go that in. stuff, and uh, it, it yeah, it's 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 a little you know, it can be a little scary leading with your. With your heart. Right. And so, all right, I know we're getting close. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask this one and maybe it's too much, but like how in all of that and being out there and being visible, like how do you stay with your goodness? Like, how do you just like stay present? 
Yeah, it's not always easy. I mean, I, you know, I have my struggles and fears and doubts and and bad days. Fortunately, I have a, a, a network of very good friends who know me really, really well. I have a lot of support in my life. And uh, so that's that's really the main thing is my – I have a great community and I, I sought it out intentionally. I mean there was a long period of my life where I really was isolated and suffering from loneliness and I, I, I realized the only way out of this is community. I've got yeah. to get into community and that really was the thing that saved me. So uh, that is the th- community more than anything else is the thing that keeps me uh, sane and grounded even though – there are many annoying people in my community. <laughs> yeah. But it's better than being isolated and alone. And uh, and the truth is, even as I say that, I'm thinking of all those annoying people and I, uh, they're, I'm smiling and, and I love them. So it's, uh, it's just part of what life is. Yeah. Well, it's – so if – I mean and maybe I have this wrong, but I'm guessing – it sounds like – Find your tribe. Find your tribe. Find your tribe mm-hmm. and and like trust yourself. Yeah. Like trust what's yeah. true for you. Yeah. Well, and but you have to also believe that you can be yourself within your tribe. Like don't don't, you know, give yourself away. Don't betray yourself to be with your tribe. Like you have to find a tribe that's willing to take you as you are. And yeah. you know, and sometimes that might mean well, at least for me, I you know, I sometimes I shake things up. Uh <laughs> but it's important yeah, you have to be yourself, but also be in community. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, well, it's been great having you here, and I appreciate the conversation. Um, where can people find you? Um, go to my website, davidsutcliffe.com, and you can see you know the work that I do and my workshop schedule if you're interested in that. I'm on Twitter at SutcliffeDavid, and I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. And my Instagram account is down, Bob. What I happened, rep- man? I reported – Oh. There's people faking, you know, oh. impersonation accounts. I reported them. They took me they down. They took you down. They took you so down. So I have no – So you have no Instagram. And I, I can't – I am i don't know. I can't, oh, I can't work it out. Maybe, maybe you here can, can – well, I don't know. Somebody's well, got to be able to help Somebody got to get you back up on Instagram. Yeah, I got to get back on Instagram. Well, so. people should definitely check out your workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing work you do. And um, yeah, I hope some people will be inspired to uh, take a workshop or something like that. Thank you, man. And change the world. So, man. All right. Well, listen, uh, don't forget to share the laughs um, and the tears. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. And if you have a question you would like to ask us for one of our future guests, you can email us at infothemoneynerve.com, or you can just find us on social media because that's what everybody does these days. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. For more stories, podcasts, episodes, financial tools, and upcoming seminars, please be sure to check out themoneynerve.com. Until next time, thanks. <laughs>